Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Horowitz and McKeon have settled in for the final two hours, thanks to Shepard and also Wall. A lot of conversation about Derrick Henry, Tennessee Titans. They've gone into Foxborough and Baltimore, won both games. Ended Brady season, ended Lamar Jackson season. 28-12 is the final. We'll take your instant feedback and huge opinions on that game. At one eight five five two one two four CBS. That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven. At Saturday Huge on Twitter, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. You have the Niners dominate the Vikings start to finish. I don't think there's anybody left that can beat San Francisco. I, I, Rogers Wilson now. I. Now that Niners defense or offensive line is healthy with Staley back. Depth at running back, depth at wide receiver. Kittle, the best tight end in the game. They'll be at home, so they're going to get to the Super Bowl. Titans, I, no, after beating New England and Baltimore in the way they did it, and Derrick Henry has just been as good as any running back we've ever seen in the playoffs, in the history of the NFL, and that's not hyperbole. You have to look at the Titans, whether they're going to Houston or Kansas City for the AFC Championship game a week from Sunday, and you have to believe they're going to win. Unless somebody can find a way, and I was saying this during the game on the show, that I put as many guys in the box and I make Ryan Tannehill beat me. I thought the Niners did that by taking away Cook in the running game and said, we're going to let Kirk Cousins beat us. Nothing against Kirk. He had a great game on the road in New Orleans last week. That's what you need to do. I'm going to take my chances, and if it's 10 guys in the box and I got single coverage on Whoever, even leaving a receiver wide open, and I'm going to bet on Tannehill can't get it done compared to Henry bull rushing me for 195 like he did tonight. Because it's by design. I mean, 30 carries, 195 yards, 14 pass attempts for Tannehill. That's Vrabel on the other side saying he won't let Tannehill lose the game for him. It's the reverse of what I'm saying that I wouldn't let Henry beat me. And you know it's coming. You know it's coming. And you can't stop it. Belichick couldn't stop it. John Harbaugh couldn't stop it. So now I look at Kansas City and Houston and I'm like, well, what's he going to put up? 
225 against either one of those teams, how are you going to stop them? That is what it's come down to. So we'll take your feedback on the Titans 28-12 win and also the Niners earlier today. 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. Let's go to Nico in Houston. Listening on AM 610, you're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. How's it going, man? I just wanted to talk on your point on the MVP of the the season or the end of the season. Yeah, I think the MVP should uh, come the week. uh, When the AOC and NFC championship games are done would be when I would announce the MVP that week of the Super Bowl. Okay. Well, I would just. I, I disagree because I, w- I would say that the MVP is mostly during the season uh, because really you can say, I mean, Lamar, like today, uh, today for instance, like if Lamar would have went off, let's say he would have not had such a you know, horrible game. And how you were saying earlier how, you know, the coach needs to let him free and let him play the way he wants to play. But, I mean, let's say he did that and he went off and had such a great game. And, there, you know, even if Derrick Henry still had that good game, let's just say Baltimore outscores him, and then everybody's still going to say, hey, that's the MVP, you know, whatever, whatever. And, you know, that's just how it is during the season. I mean, Derrick Henry, I mean, obviously he's the best running back in the league because he led the league in rushing yards. But <clears throat> what if, I mean, I mean, he had help for Ryan Tannehill. And the only reason why he's really in the playoffs, I would just say, I'll say, in my opinion, the only reason why he's there in the playoffs is because they lost to Houston week 17, you know? Yeah, all right. Well, Nico, I appreciate your huge opinion out of Houston. Good luck to the Texans uh, tomorrow in Kansas City against the Chiefs. I want to say he had 508 yards, 365 pass, and 143 rushing for Lamar tonight in the loss. I Shepard was checking on it, Horowitz and McKeon and Wall. There, I want to say 350 of that yardage was second half when they were down big. It was 312 yards in the second half. It's 312, and then 100, and then what? Uh, 98, whatever it was. Buck 96 in the first. Yeah. So hey. I just didn't like the way early on I was on it to begin the game that he's in the pocket too much. He's in the pocket too much. He's in the pocket too much. That's not who he is. And he threw 59 times. Now, when you're chasing points and it's 28-6, I get you have to toss the rock around. But it just he, he got his yardage because he's such a great athlete. He is. Like, he... It, it it wasn't a well thought out game plan in my mind by Harbaugh. It, it looked tentative early. It looked like you just wanted to get to the next game, and we've seen that, right? You know, Chicago last year, twelve and four, looked like a team that could win it all with that defense, and then they just were so and let a doink end their season. That you get to the playoffs and these coaches don't. Ride what got them there. And then when you're down big, you say, come on, let's go. And there's 300-plus yards in the second half for Lamar. So we'll take your feedback on the game, 1-855-212-4227. Let's go to Zach in Baltimore. Uh, how you feeling, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I think it was a phenomenal game, but I really want to talk. I don't think Baltimore was really tested that much this year in terms of they really didn't have to, to fight back in many games that they ended up did winning. Aside from Kansas City where they couldn't overcome that, they kind of just kind of gelled along the whole season. I think when the Titans threw a punch at them tonight, they didn't know how to respond. 
Well, thanks, Zach, in Baltimore. I thought they were tested against the Niners. That that had a playoff feel to it uh, when they beat the Niners in the rain uh, in Baltimore. I thought they were tested in that one. Buzz and Buffalo, uh, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Bell, how you doing? Hey, Buzz. Hi. You guys can't watch. The NFL playoff football this weekend has to feel like a dagger to the heart in Buffalo, doesn't it? Dude, I want to throw up all over myself the way this is going. <laughs> I'm serious. You know, I mean, if you just if, – if you hold on last week – now, I'm going to blame the, the Bills for losing last week, not the refs. But, God, I mean, you know, the crackback block on Cody Ford last week, oh, my Lord. But anyway, so now I'm looking at the Bills could be going to Kansas City this week and if, with a win be hosting the AFC Championship for the first time since Jim Kelly was, you know, the quarterback and we're going mm. Super Bowls all the time. And we, we held the Titans. We played in Tennessee this year and held them to seven points. I mean, you know what? I just hope I, – I hope, I hope someone play, pays Tannehill a bunch of money, like $25 million a year, maybe even more, because I've seen enough of him in our division in Miami, and he stinks. Now – he didn't do diddly-poo tonight, and he didn't do diddly-poo last week. He threw for less than 100 yards in both games. Anybody could have could have won that game playing quarterback for them. I hope Kansas City romps on everyone, beats everyone by 50 points so I can just be put out of my misery knowing that they would have beat the Bills by 52. Peace out, bro. I love you. All right. Thank you, Buzz. Yeah, and one note in that Bills 14-7 win uh, back in early October – they held Henry to 78 yards. They be in the Bills on 20 carries. So what Buzz is thinking, that if they beat Houston, they're going, well, actually it would have flipped, right? Because then Buffalo would have went to Baltimore. Or was Tennessee going regardless? Horowitz? No, I think no, I think the, yeah, the Bills would have went to Kansas City. And Tennessee still would have ended up in Baltimore. So if they would have beat Kansas City, they'd be hosting the AFC championship game, and they have a game plan on how to beat the Titans and slow down Henry. Wow. Coulda, woulda, shouldas. I love it. I, I live for second-guessing. It's one of the greatest things in sports. Let's go to Francisco in San Diego, California. You're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Hey, good evening, dudes. It's good to talk to you out here from San Diego. And um, I just wanted to comment. I thought last week was all about the upsets. I, I, I had commented to some friends that this week was going to be three out of the four was going to be the favorite that was going to win, and there was going to be a dramatic upset. And my call was this one right here. And the main reason was I thought Lamar Jackson, that your other call, caller kind of questioned whether they've been tested recently. And I think that's what it was. I think the last four or five weeks were pretty easy for them, and, he doesn't have any playoff experience, and coupled that with a tentative, hesitant uh, game plan, and upset. But I'm glad I'm glad to see that they're out of it because I thought if they put it together, they could go all the way, and I'd call the 49ers to go the rest of the way for this. Yeah, Niners, I don't see anybody beating the Niners. Thank you, Francisco, in San Diego, California, joining us. When you sit somebody in Week 17 and you have the bye week and two weeks off, is that I don't think that's the right move. I don't. You at least give your starters a half, but then you're worried about injury. And it goes back to Lamar in the pocket a lot in the first half in this game where you're not running him and you're worried about what? If Lamar gets hurt, there's no way we can win the Super Bowl. We just have to win two home games 
and we're playing a one-game shootout to win it all and get a ring. Let's go to Ahmad in Dallas listening on 105.3 FM. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, First-time caller, long-time listener. Thank you. Great great game for the Tennessee. I think they're going all the way. They're going to beat the next. They're going to win the next game also. That's right. On on a second, uh, what is your opinion about the Dallas new coach? I like it. I like McCarthy, and thank you, Ahmad, in Dallas. Yeah, I think McCarthy was a good hire. If McCarthy didn't take it, I think they were going to stick with Garrett another year. I mean, look at the pool. I mean, Joe Judge, who had a great press conference and must have had an unbelievable interview to come out of nowhere to get that job, and they weren't going to match the potential $70 million contract that the Panthers gave Matt Rule. But I like, you know, I I like press conferences, but at the end of the day, is experience more valuable? How many assistants really splash and get it done? But the Giants have talent. They really do. They have a lot of talent, a lot of good, young talent. Horowitz, you're a Giants fan, right? I am. So, you know, New England assistants, there's not a good track record of these guys becoming quality head coaches. There's no blueprint outside of Belichick being the head coach and his success in New England. What do you think about Joe Judge and the talent the Giants have right now? Do they flip it in year one or are they still two years away? I would say two years away. Do You know, I think that there's – too many holes still for them to flip it and become a playoff team next year. Although I will say if the division pans out, you know, as, as bad as it was this year, who knows? Because all you need to do is be average to win the division. Um, but I think they have some young talent. They got to continue drafting. Well, they have a ton of money heading into free agency. Uh, all that I can hope for from Joe judge is that he doesn't try to be bill Belichick. I think too many of Belichick's disciples leave and try to be bill. No one's bill. Be yourself, surround yourself with experienced guys, uh, and then hopefully uh, Daniel Jones and some of the other talents, Saquon, uh, can help carry you towards uh, towards sustained success. What do you think about McCarthy and the hire inside the NFC East in Dallas? I wanted McCarthy from the get-go uh, just because of his experience. I thought that you know we went from an, an unproven coordinator in the NFL and Ben McAdoo to a – Failed head coach, albeit he was in Cleveland, and it's you know pretty tough to succeed there. Uh, I think that they they needed somebody who could stabilize the organization that kind of commanded respect, and I thought McCarthy could do that. Um, I think it's a great move for Dallas. The question is whether or not you know Mike learned from some of his mistakes in uh, in Green Bay. Wow, I forgot about McAdoo. McAdoo, Shermer to Joe Judge. Right, but I'll tell you what, Judge reminded me, and again, press conferences you don't translate to the playing field, but listening to him in the press conference and how he had a focus on fundamentals, getting to meetings on time, dressing the right way, you know, teaching the players and holding them accountable, it brought me back to the Tom Coughlin press conference in 2004, uh, and I think that's the type of leadership this team needs right now. So the Cleveland job's out there, but they're looking for a GM first, which tells me that they probably won't get McDaniels. Urban Meyer dream looks like it's not happening. Who's going to be the next head coach? Stefanski? Uh, uh, who? If, who? In Cleveland. if the Cleveland uh, ownership was watching today's game, I don't, I don't know if you, no. uh, you want Stefanski right now. No, I, I don't. Who? It, look at. 
And, and again, this nothing against Joe Judge, but the potential pool. I mean, Eric Bieniemy is he ready? I, I think he is. Uh, but you know, the pool, a lot of assistance and taking a chance. And when you have an assistant who's never been a head coach in the NFL, and you're sitting there doing the interview, GM, ownership, whoever it is, right? That you're you're taking a flyer. If, if no matter how good that resume of that coach has been. As an assistant, you are taking a chance. And the question is with the Giants, with Joe Judge after McAdoo and Shermer, or after the Freddie Kitchens experiment in Cleveland, can, and look at what the Lions are going through with Patricia right now, can you afford, can you afford to take a chance? No matter what, it's tough. Because every single head coach in this, in the, in the league, and every single successful head coach at some point had no, NFL head coaching experience. What I think, you know, it's tough to take a chance at this point because of the the turmoil that this team has been through really since 2012 and Super Bowl 46. But I think they were looking for the opposite of what they've had the last two times. I think they found it. And I think the biggest thing outside, outside of, you know, sounding like Tom Coughlin and, and talking like that is being a special teams guy. He is going to be the head coach of the entire football team. The last two that we brought in were the head coach slash offensive coordinator. They managed the offense and entrusted the defense to somebody else. I think Joe Judge manages the entire football team in a way that, you know, Ben McAdoo and Pat Shermer did it. Well, I think it's three-pronged. It's the head coach, it's the GM, and it's ownership. And they all have to be on the same page, and you're seeing that in San Francisco right now with Shanahan, Lynch, and the ownership there staying in the background. And that will be a big key. We'll see how it plays out and who Cleveland ends up hiring. To the callers online, your huge opinions on the Titans' win over Baltimore. We'll talk about the Niners beating the Vikings. You can join in one eight five five two one two four cbs that's one eight five five two one two four two two seven at Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Huge is America's voice on sports. This is the Saturday Night Huge Show on CBS Sports Radio. We have Horowitz and McKeon back at CBS Sports Radio, New York City. Seth Canner will have an update here in about five minutes. Big day. In the NFL, Super Saturday, Niners own the Vikings and the Titans. They looked even better than they did in Foxborough. They ended Lamar's season. They ended Brady's season. Now they're going to be able to end Deshaun or Patrick's season. How can you pick against the Titans right now? whether it's Arrowhead or Houston, after what they've done in New England and Baltimore. Taking your feedback on the game at one eight five five two one two four cbs That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven on the games. I also threw out the MVP. I don't think it should be given out until after the AFC and NFC championship games are played. I mean that. It's a numbers game. It's just my opinion. I'll listen to you. That's what I do each and every Saturday night. Let's go to Mart in Texas. Thanks for the wait, and you're on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, hello? Yeah, you're live on the air, my friend. Yeah, hey. So 
to answer your question, how do we go against the Titans? It's very hard. Mr. Tannehill, I believe, is from Big Spring, Texas, and that's just up the road by an hour and a half. But Patrick Mahomes and Mr. Aaron Rodgers, they're quarterbacks who win, and they win when they're playing, and they can take their team and they make them or break them. And I think one of those two quarterbacks are going to take it all the way. All right. Well, thank you so much, Martin. Texas, by the way, Titans won in Houston in the regular season 35-14. So think about what they've done. They won at Houston, won at New England, and they won at Baltimore, and they've given up 14, 13, and 12 to Deshaun. Well, I don't think Deshaun played in that game. I think Titans had it wrapped up. I'd have to check that. But they dominate on the road, okay? That's, that's where I think champions are built. That's my personal opinion. College, NFL, the great teams are built on the road. Let's go to Scott in California. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, Huge. Uh, hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, question for you. Like you, I've been watching uh, a lot of football in my life, about 30, 35 years or so. And every, you know, four or five years, we have these quarterbacks uh, like a Randall Cunningham and then a Michael Vick and Colin Kaepernick and now Lamar Jackson now with this RPO and all this type of stuff. But I still feel that the NFL is and always will be a drawback passing league. You know, with all the quarterbacks that have ever won, especially the last 10, 15 years, from Brady the Mannings, Roethlisberger, Kurt Warner, Brees, they're all drop-back quarterbacks. And I just want to get your opinion on, on, on what do you think about that. All right, Scotty, thanks for the call in California. It's not a fad right now. I, I put this question out on my statewide show in Michigan, I think, on Friday. to I mean, I think it was Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, NFL Insider. I asked him if this RPO fad is going to cycle out. And I don't think it is because high schools are all running this offense. Then it goes to college, and the best teams are doing this, and it's in the NFL. So it's not a fad. I think you have to, in the playoffs, you have to let that quarterback run. You have to go with what got you there. And too many coaches reel it in because they're, they just want to get to the next playoff game. You're John Harbaugh. You were two home wins away from going to the Super Bowl. Two home wins. So you gave your starters week 17 off, and they get a bye week. I, I wouldn't do that if I, if I get the bye week. No way I would do that. No way. How, how do you keep momentum going? And if you watch the game, they didn't let him go and – There wasn't that designed RPO runs that have propelled Lamar to the top of the NFL player list in 2019 and got Baltimore 14-2 and in home field advantage. Instead, he's in the pocket protecting him, don't want him to get hurt. You worry about it, boom, 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 turnovers, 14 points off of turnovers, you're down 28-6. There you go. Callers online, I promise I'll get to your huge opinions. If you want to join in, 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. Ton of tweets rolling in. 
at Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Huge Bill Simonson. We are back live across North America, something we do each and every Saturday night. We're all about huge opinions, yours and mine. Horowitz and McKeon are producing the show back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Seth Cantor will have another update here in about 20 minutes. Taking your huge opinions on the Titans owning the playoff road. Beat the Patriots in New England. Hammered the Ravens. The number one seed, Lamar Jackson, the MVP in Baltimore. And what about San Francisco? Because they were the early game. I don't think there's anybody beating the Niners. They're one of the most complete teams that I've ever seen. They don't have a weakness. They don't have questionable coaching. They don't have a weakness or a major injury on the field right now. They have it all. They really do. That that defense, man. And they're healthy. Got Staley back at left tackle. Right, they're going to be at home against Green Bay. Uh, again, Wilson or Rodgers, it's tough to write those guys off for one Sunday, one game. But there's no complete team because, you know, Jimmy G can throw for 380 or they can pound the rock and they have the great offensive line or the defensive line never let Cousins get comfortable. So we'll take your NFL huge opinions. Also looking ahead to Sunday, Seattle in Green Bay. Houston and KC have a little bit more to play for because the winner will host Tennessee in the AFC Championship game. And how can you bet against Tennessee after winning at New England, winning at Baltimore? I don't care whether it's Houston or Kansas City. How do you bet against them? one 855 cbs That's one 855 at Saturday Huge on Twitter, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Steven out in Santa Cruz, California. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing, sir? Doing good, Stephen. I'm doing. I'm doing excellent. My Titans won. Congratulations. Now, are you a uh, yeah. are you a Titans modern fan or an old school Oilers fan who followed them to Tennessee? Oh, modern. I'm a modern fan. Cool. Yeah. So it was a uh, really quick. It was an awesome game plan. Uh, I am very surprised. Mike Rabel, our offensive, and then our offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. Great uh, game plan uh, for, from our defensive coordinator, Dean Pease. And obviously, Derek Henry is the MVP, but everybody needs to not ignore our O-line. Our O-line opened up those gaping holes, and just Henry just ran through them, and he ran through people. Well said, so Stephen. I'm, I'm yeah. really excited. And uh, my I will make a prediction. Here it is. I'll, I'll take my Titans versus Texans. That will be the AFC South, and that will be actually the AFC Championship. And I'll say the Niners versus Seahawks, and I'll say that's going to be the NFC West rematch, and it's going to be obviously the NFC Championship. Uh, one last thing, sir. Uh, I think it was two or three callers ago that a guy mentioned the thing about RPO, Lamar Jackson. I, You know what? Let Lamar be Lamar. I just I don't see it. He's he's a leading rusher 
on on a Ravens team where he's just a quarterback, you know? Well, you know, and Stephen, so, that, and, and, and I appreciate the call out in Santa Cruz, California, and they didn't do that early. They didn't let him be Lamar early. And I know they got down 14 nothing. I know the three turnovers by Lamar, two picks, and the fumble hurt them. But they, they, they looked really conservative, and some might call it rusty whatever with week 17 off in the bye week. But they, that, that wasn't the Baltimore team to start that game that you've seen throughout the year. It reminded me of the Bears last year when they the doink and they lost to Philly. Let's go down to Hollywood, Florida, and Doug. Thanks for the wait, and you're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Hey, how y'all doing, man? Hey, Douglas. Okay, now, like I was, I was telling the, the gentleman, um, um, I want to comment on the first uh, the two things. The one thing is Baltimore with that week, it's like two weeks off. They had two weeks off. The last game, they didn't play all eight starters. Uh, that RG3 was uh, the quarterback, and I think they just squeaked that game out. And then last week they was off for the bye week. And when Tennessee came out, Tennessee took away what they they best uh, aspect was that quarterback well, was Lamar Jackson. They took that away early. So they had him doing things out of characteristic. They don't even throw the ball like that. He was throwing the ball a lot when he should have been running the ball. That's the M.O. is running the ball, not throwing the ball. So Tennessee had them playing a whole different game, and that would took them out right then. They was already, um, you know, they they won like 12 games in a row playing every week. Now you got two weeks off. So that took them out of everything they used to doing right there, I think. That was the big thing. And, and, and get back to y'all saying who can beat Tennessee – Teddy here hadn't did nothing. He even threw for 100 yards in two games. So it's on Henry. So if you take away Henry from them, somebody can beat Tennessee. So. You know what? One thing, and thanks for the call, Doug, in Hollywood, Florida. Don't you think Belichick, and especially Harbaugh, after seeing what Henry did to Belichick, that they would line up and just stop Henry? And I give Conklin, Lewan, that offensive line for the Titans, a lot of credit. You know it's coming. You know, all right, you're Baltimore and Harbaugh on that coaching staff. You watch what Tennessee did to knock out Belichick and Brady. You know it's coming. And you still could not stop it. Now, that's frightening in sports as a fan or a coach or a player when you know it's coming and you can't stop it. Let's go to Richard out in the Bay Area where they're celebrating the Niners win over the Vikings, listening on KNBR, you're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Uh, yeah, first of all, I'm not a Niners fan. Uh, I grew up in Chicago, actually, but I'm not really a fan of any team. Uh, I really think that fans as a whole put too much emotion into these sports because eventually it's the players, what they want to do, coaches do what they feel like. But I look at, I took a previous call who made a point about Green Bay will rise to the occasion or, you know, I look at it like this. When we expect people to rise to the occasion, generally they don't. Sports in real life. And oftentimes what happens is, so if somebody doesn't rise to the occasion, I'm not surprised. Or if somebody overachieves, I'm not surprised either. Because generally in sports, 
either one team doesn't achieve or doesn't rise at station, somebody else overachieves. And another thing, it's like two games within a game. And the first game is kind of like who makes the most mistakes and who is the more overconfident. And he can, and Baltimore is overconfident. And overconfidence will destroy you in any facet of life. You should never be overconfident. And the excuses this guy made, oh, they gave us their all. Oh, my players laid out everything. I am proud. What do you have to be proud of? <clears throat> your team lost and your coaching was horrible. And then in San Francisco, some guy in KNBR said, oh, Hendrick must have a, uh, what it called, you know, a gene, that clutch gene. That's BS. So they glorify the athlete too much, and they make two excuses when they lose. So I think sports learn to BS personally. Okay. Well, you know, Richard, I appreciate your huge opinion from the Bay Area listening on KMBR. Thank you, and have a good night. Have a happy pill, maybe two or three happy pills, maybe a happy beverage. And when you wake up tomorrow, you understand how great sports is. We all don't need happy pills or happy beverages to understand how great sports is and can be and the unexpected. And yeah, coach speak bothers a lot of us in the media and a lot of you, the fans. But I will tell you that a happy pill will give you four hours of sports enjoyment. And if it lasts for more than four hours, consult your local physician. Uh. (laughs) Available at your local Walmart. Six Uh. payments of 1995. Hey, how you doing? I'm Bill Simonson for the new sports happy pill. You You want to enjoy? You're a Baltimore Ravens fan? And you want to watch that game on DVR? Take a huge happy pill. (laughs) Four hours. If it exceeds four hours of sports enjoyment, consult your local emergency room. Hey, how you doing? I'm for the huge happy pill. With a happy beverage. Forget your seltzer that tastes like grapefruit juice. A huge happy pill and a happy beverage and your team wins every game. You a Jets fan? A huge happy pill and a huge happy beverage every game all season long, and you feel like Joe Willie Namath. (laughs) George in Los Angeles, you're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, Bill. How we doing, buddy? Doing good, George. How's life out in L.A.? Oh, it's wonderful. A Rams fan, I'm out of the equation, but uh, I do appreciate Rabel, and I appreciate what he did in that first half. And he caged Lamar Jackson, made him become a quarterback, uh, made some mistakes. He got most of his yardage and, and, and passing and running it towards the end of the game when they had the lead. And hats off to Mike Rabel and, and his uh, defensive scheme. And um, Jackson is a great athlete, but sometimes even a great athlete can be caged. Thank you, George, in Los Angeles. I I don't think it was he, – he was dropping back a lot in the first half. There wasn't the RPO factor where the run-pass option, where you don't know what's coming. It looked predictable. I'm saying, you know, they had two field goals in the first half, and there was one great catch. What, inside the – right around the 10? 
maybe right towards the end of the first half, that last minute when they were on it and they had to use their last timeout. He, there, he was dropping back way too much. In the, like we said, there was 312 yards, Horowitz said, of offense in the second half. Let's go to Richard in Rockville, Maryland. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. I got to take you off speaker. Sorry about that. How you doing, How you Richard? Doing, hey, doing good, buddy. My call. Real quick, a couple comments, and I'm going to preface this by telling you I'm a Pittsburgh-born Steelers fan, so I have a natural animosity toward the Ravens. But I totally respect Harbaugh, the job that he's done over the last two years, how he's turned that offense around. And when you play that team and you think it's third and long and you've got them nailed, he'll take that fourth and one. Look at this year. He made it eight out of eight times. Okay, so tonight he went for it twice inside, you know, fourth and one. His guys didn't make it because Titans were tough you got to give the Titans a lot of credit. But, frankly, I just don't think the Baltimore guys outside of Lamar and uh, Hollywood Brown really brought their A game tonight. Did we lose Richard? Richard, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, buddy. Well, hey, we got to grab a timeout. I appreciate your call. Thanks for uh, listening on this Saturday night and beautiful Rockville, Maryland, if you want to join in your thoughts on the Rams win over the Vikings, what the Titans did to the Ravens. And then I need your pick, LSU or Clemson, on Monday night college football championship game. They never took, they never should have took the week off. I don't like that. I really don't. You can join in 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-2124-227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.